All right, COP, now let's go through our Old Testament passage together. Today, we're going to go through 2 Chronicles 35, verse 1, till chapter 36, verse 23. It says, Josiah kept a Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem, and they slaughtered the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the first month. He appointed the priests and their offices and encouraged them in the service of the house of the Lord. And he said to the Levites who taught all Israel and who were holy to the Lord, Put the holy ark in the house of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, that he built. You need not carry it on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people, Israel. Prepare yourselves according to your father's houses and by your divisions, as prescribed in the writing of King David of Israel and the document of Solomon, his son. And stand in the holy place according to the groupings of the father's houses of your brothers, the lay people, and according to the division of the Levites by father's household. And slaughter the Passover lamb, and consecrate yourselves, set yourself apart, and prepare for your brothers to do according to the word of the Lord by Moses. Then Josiah contributed to the lay people as Passover offerings for all who were present, lambs and young goats from the flock to the number of 30,000 and 3,000 bulls. These were from the king's possessions, and his officials contributed willingly to the people, to the priests, and to the Levites. Hilkiah Zechariah and Jehiel, the chief officers of the house of God, gave to the priests for the Passover offerings 2,600 Passover lambs and 300 bulls. Kenoiah and Shemaiah and Nathaniel, his brothers, and Hashabiah and Jael and Josabad, the chief of the Levites, gave to the Levites for the Passover offering 5,000 lambs and young goats and 500 bulls. When the service had been prepared for, the priests stood in their place and the Levites in their divisions according to the king's command. They slaughtered the Passover lamb and the priests threw the blood that they received from them while the Levites flayed the sacrifice. And they set aside the burnt offerings that the people might distribute them according to the groupings of the fathers' houses and the lay people to offer to the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. So they did with the bulls. And they roasted the Passover lamb with fire according to the rule, and they boiled the holy offering in pots, in cauldrons, and in pans, and carried them quickly to all the lay people." And afterwards they prepared for themselves and for the priests, because the priests, the sons of Aaron, were offering the burnt offerings and the fat parts until night. So the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests and the sons of Aaron. The singers, the sons of Asaph, were in place according to the command of David and Asaph, and Heman, and Jeduthun, the king's seer, and the gatekeepers were at each gate. They did not need to depart from their service, for their brothers, the Levites, prepared for them. 
So all the service of the Lord was prepared that day to keep the Passover and the offering burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord, according to the command of King Josiah. And the people of Israel who were present kept the Passover at that time, and the feast of unleavened bread seven days. No Passover like it had been kept in Israel since the days of Samuel the prophet. None of the kings of Israel had kept such a Passover as was kept by Josiah. And the priests and the Levites and all Judah and Israel who were present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the eighteenth year of the reign of Josiah, this Passover was kept. After this, when Josiah prepared the temple, Necho, king of Egypt, went up to fight at Carchemish at the Euphrates, and Josiah went out to meet him. But he sent envoys to him, saying, What have we to do with each other, king of Judah? I am not coming against you this day, but against the house which I am at war. And God has commanded me to hurry. Cease opposing God, who is with me, lest he destroy you. Nevertheless, Josiah did not turn away from him, but disguised himself in order to fight with him. He did not listen to the words of Necho from the mouth of God, but came to fight in the plain of Megiddo. And the archers shot King Josiah, and the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am badly wounded. So his servants took him out of the chariot and carried him in his second chariot and brought him to Jerusalem. And he died and was buried in the tombs of his fathers. And all of Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Jeremiah also uttered a lament for Josiah. And all the singing men and singing women have spoken of Josiah and their laments to this day. They made these a rule in Israel. Behold, they are written in the laments. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and his good deeds, according to what is written in the law of the Lord, and his acts, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Chapter 36 The people of the land took Jehoaz, the son of Josiah, and made him king in their father's place in Jerusalem. Jehoaz was twenty-three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Then the king of Egypt disposed him in Jerusalem and laid out on the land a tribute of hundreds of talents of silver and talent of gold. And the king of Egypt made Eliakim, his brother, king over Judah and Jerusalem, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Jehoaz, his brother, and carried him to Egypt. Jehoiakim was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. His God against him came up Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also carried part of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his palace in Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and the abominations that he did and what was found against him, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And Jehoshin, 
His son reigned in his place. Jehoshin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. In the spring of the year of King Nebuchadnezzar sent out and brought him to Babylon with the precious vessels of the house of the Lord and made his brother Zedekiah king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning to the Lord, the God of Israel. And all the officers of the priests and the people likewise were exceedingly unfaithful, following all the abominations of Israel, and they polluted the house of the Lord that he had made holy in Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of their fathers, sent persistently to them by his messengers, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they kept mocking until the messengers of God, despising his wounds and scoff words and scoffing him and his prophets, until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people, until there was no remedy. But, therefore, they brought up against him the king of the Chaldeans, who killed their young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary, and had no compassion on young men or virgin, old man or aged. He gave them all into his hand, and the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and all the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king and of his princes, all these he brought to Babylon." And they burned the house of God and broke down the walls of Jerusalem and burned all its palaces with fire and destroyed all its precious vessels. He took into exile in Babylon those who had escaped from the sword, and they became servants to him and to his sons until the establishment of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed its Sabbaths. All the days it lays, it kept its Sabbath to fulfill seventy years. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of earth, and he has charged me to build them a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you of his people, may the Lord God be with him. Let him go up. We'll continue understanding and reading through the story over the next few days. But now let's open up our hearts and let's worship our amazing Heavenly Father some more.
Now let's wrap up today with our New Testament passage. Let's open up our Bibles to the book of Romans, and we're going to go from 14, verse 13, all the way to chapter 15, verse 7 together. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. For your brother is grieved by what you eat, and you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but out of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is clean indeed. But it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have kept between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Chapter 15 We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for what is good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproach of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. In other words, everything for the word of God is to help us, teach us, guide us. It's not just for the sake, oh, that's nice. That's what that says. That's nice. No, it has a purpose in our life. That through endurance and through encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. Do we get that? Through endurance and through encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement, that's who he is, that's what he does, grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may live with one voice, glorify the God of Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we come to you this morning, and Lord, we see that there's changes happening again in our country. Father, we pray for your hand to be upon us. Lord, we pray that there not be any fear of whatever variant might come, but that sickness and disease be far from your household, Lord God, far from your children's household, that you keep your children healthy and strong, that you provide, Lord God, that you give wisdom to our government officials, that you give provision to your children who you love, that there not be need or want, but Father, you help provide because that is who you are and that is what you do. 
Lord, we pray for the blessings of a tither to be upon our houses, Lord, and that sickness and disease be far, far, far away. Keep our medical professionals healthy and strong in this season, Lord. We thank you for what you have done and for what you are doing in our hearts and in our life. We pray that you continue to strengthen us and strengthen our land. We worship you, Lord. We thank you for your word, which is an amazing teacher to us, God. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We look forward to seeing you in our drive-in services this weekend. Take care and God bless.